Hi, this is 10 Minutes to Better Patient Communication. I'm Dr. Anne-Marie Liebel. The nurse administrator looked at me and said, Time. Everything is about time. I had asked her about some front-burner issues she was facing in the oncology department. She continued with a look on her face that was almost apologetic. The docs want more time with their patients. They want more time. Over the course of our conversation, the time that providers spent in patient education became a central topic. I've been thinking and writing and podcasting about patient education as a powerful space, but this conversation led me to think more deeply. What about time? How is time spent in patient education? In the spirit of helping you make the most of your time with your patient, I'll pass on one thing that the nurse administrator and I talked about. This one step can keep you from wasting time and also help you be more effective as an educator. Welcome to 10 Minutes to Better Patient Communication with Dr. Anne-Marie Liebel. Providing you with tips and strategies you can use to improve your patient engagement. Hey, you patient educators. I made something for you. It's an audiobook bundle. It's called Effective Patient Education. It's a bundle of an 80-minute audiobook, a 40-page ebook if you want to follow along, and exclusive supplementary materials by yours truly. Consider it a crash course in the best educational principles out there, all culturally and linguistically appropriate. Effective Patient Education is available for immediate download right now on healthcommunicationpartners.com. Now, it's no secret that time is the ultimate constraint. Everywhere I go, everyone in healthcare wants to talk about time. But when I talk to providers, they also say they want to help their patients through the education they provide. You go to elaborate lengths to educate patients, and you have to do so quickly. But if the education doesn't connect, it's a waste of time. Furthermore, when it comes to education, trial and error is terribly inefficient. We're talking lots of wasted time and words and materials here, people. And that's aside from the educational outcomes that might not have been what anyone had hoped for. So here's one thing you can do to be more effective. I'm going to tell you right now. Start where your patient is. (laughs) First, I'll tell you what I mean by that and why it works. And then I'll show you how easy it is to do. When we're teaching there's an understandable tendency for us to start where we are. That is, we often get right down to work by saying what we think is important, what we think people need to hear. We say it, and people hear it, and there we go. But of course, this is not how learning works. What's more, I've observed educators over many years, and I've noticed that we might be even more inclined to start where we are and say what we think people need to hear when we are under pressure. Time pressure, for instance. So don't do that. Start where your patient is. Starting with where your patient is, is an approach that works for many reasons, but here's three of them. One, many modern and long-standing learning theories share a core concept, and it's that we learn best when new information is related to old information. That is, when something we don't yet know, the unknown, is related to something we already know, the known. 
Now, we can make these connections ourselves as learners. We also tend to appreciate it when educators make these connections for us, showing us how something we already know relates to what we are learning. This means you're starting with what your patient already knows and connecting it to the unknown, which is your expertise. Here's a second reason why this works. At least in some research circles, patient education gets talked about as patients' capacity to process and understand something. Now, I don't know about you, but my capacity to concentrate on something varies pretty widely depending on what else is going on around me. The nurse administrator was clearly aware of this challenge as well, and she brought it up specifically. She asked me, how can we be effective in the short amount of time we have and with a patient who's staring at us and not hearing what we're saying? Now, it's not hard to imagine how a diagnosis of cancer or any bad news can make it difficult for someone to hear anything over the torrent of their own thoughts. You know patient education is about more than someone's years of formal schooling or how well they can read a passage. Like the nurse administrator, you know it's about where someone's at, emotionally or psychologically, what they're ready for, and their priorities, both at that moment and in general. And here's a third reason why it works to start where your patient's at. When it comes to learning, it's also about where we're at in our lives. We cannot help but hear and read and understand from our own position. That includes where we're at right now in our lives. It's like hearing an annoying piece of advice over and over until suddenly one day it makes sense and it's no longer annoying. It's profound. It's brilliant. The advice didn't change. You did. You were in a different spot. So you were hearing it differently. Here's another example. Think of your favorite book or song or movie or play or poem or piece of art. Think about how your response to it has changed over time. It looks and feels different to you now than when you first encountered it because you are seeing it differently, hearing it differently, viewing it differently. Your understanding and appreciation of it has changed because you have changed. Like you, Patients have positions, priorities, and values, and like yours, these change over time. These matter because patients' current understandings of the issue at hand, whatever it is, and how it fits with their larger positions, priorities, and values is going to shape how they hear you, how they understand you, and how they learn from you. This is why... In patient education, you can't start with what you know and what you need to say. You need to start where your patient is. So, how do you start where your patient's at? It's pretty easy. You locate them. <laughs> Consider some non-didactic and open communication approaches. Ask some questions like, have you run into any of this before? Have you heard of this before? What can you tell me about it? These kinds of questions work because... You're finding out what they already know or believe or assume about the topic at hand. That's the known. You could also ask, what do you think would help you to know right now? This works because you are learning what they're ready for, 
where they're at in their thoughts and emotions, even and especially if it's not where you really wished they would be or thought they should be. Try using a metaphor, but make sure your patient knows what it is you're using as the comparison. Make sure it's something already known to them by asking first before you launch into your metaphor. In case you haven't heard, I've written a workshop that helps you dig down and get better at metaphors, improving medical metaphors right on healthcommunicationpartners.com. Now, you may be getting the sense that starting where your patient's at is not going to lead you to a one-size-fits-all didactic routine, but don't worry, it's not endlessly varied either. If you're noticing your patients are located all over the map, so to speak, I invite you to think about the trends or patterns you've noticed in where patients are, or maybe even in the ways patients have responded to your education before. Thinking in terms of these trends or clusters, you may find you can develop an approach that works for each of these different clusters or groups. Now, you may have been doing this already without noticing it, but notice it for crying out loud and do it intentionally. Save yourself some time because your time constraints are real and sometimes outrageous. So take this step to make your education more effective so you're not wasting time giving people information that does not reach them where they're at. You might also consider looking upstream with some like-minded colleagues at the various larger system forces that keep you from spending more time with your patients. Because if you're like most of the providers I speak with and the physicians that this nurse administrator works with, you want to spend more time with your patients. This has been 10 Minutes to Better Patient Communication, and I'm Dr. Anne-Marie Liebel. Thanks for listening to 10 Minutes to Better Patient Communication from Health Communication Partners, LLC. Find us at healthcommunicationpartners.com.